Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning from New York City. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. And your calls, of course, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, the first team in the East to clinch a playoff spot. So they're in. Not really a big surprise, right? That's what you expected. Game and a half lead over the 76ers for the top seed in the East, despite the fact that, again, they're big three. They hardly played together. Seven games. It hasn't really mattered. Yeah, five and two records, seven games together. KD Kyrie have played together. Kyrie and James Harden have played together. But you've rarely seen James Harden and Kevin Durant on the same court together this season. But, you know, that part doesn't matter. What matters is, of course, what happens when they get to the playoffs. And finishing the job, finishing the deal, closing the deal, which is winning an NBA championship. And if they don't, Jay Will, if they don't, knowing, of course, that the Knicks are a team that's closing in on a playoff berth, their first in eight years, Stephen A. Smith on first take yesterday had, I believe, actually, no, it wasn't yesterday, two days, right? two days ago. Two days ago. Jay wasn't here yesterday. Had this to say about KD and Kyrie's decision to go to Brooklyn if they don't win a championship. I want to state for the record. Whether they admit it or not, that if the New York Knicks are in the playoffs and the Brooklyn Nets don't win the chip, KD, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving will regret the day they pass on becoming a New York Knick. Molly said, said, Max, get him. (laughs) The the Knicks are having, actually, Tom Thibodeau, in my opinion, is the coach of the year. Right, and I know people are going to say, "Well, how can you pick him over a guy like Monty Williams, considering the way the Phoenix Suns were last year?" But I think, Alan, you you brought me to we had we had a coming to Jesus kind of talk on this, and you were right. You said, "Look what the Knicks have to work with as far mm-hmm. as talent." And CP3 has been a huge addition to what Phoenix has added. Stephen A. said he should be an MVP candidate. He, he Stephen should. A. Uh, CP3, yeah. CP3 or Julius Randle, both. Yeah. In the well, conversation. Maybe. In the conversation. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they've, they've had one of the best seasons in the entire league. I, I don't feel like if the Nets get to a world championship and they lose it, say they lose it four games to three or four games to two, like that's a failure type of season. I, 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 I don't understand the reasoning for that. Is it because the Knicks are relevant and they're actually trending in the right direction that that means they're a better situation than the Brooklyn Nets? I'm still going to take the Nets situation over what the Knicks are building currently right now. The Knicks still have to land a superstar. They're trending in that direction. Julius Randle is a good player. I don't know if he's a superstar caliber player. They still need to land one of those. Wouldn't you agree? Well, I I think what Stephen A. was saying, though, they'll regret not signing with the Knicks. Not signing with the Knicks. And what Key said yesterday, listen to what Key said yesterday. This was important. Well, I think when you look at it, if if, if I wanted that heat, that smoke, so to speak, I would sign with the Knicks, regardless to what, James Dolan and all the craziness that has gone on over the years with the front office, I would sign with the Knicks because I believe as an outsider looking in the Knicks organization is historically seen as something different than the Nets. So if I'm Kyrie and I'm Kevin Durant, I would rather play for the New York Knicks and lifting that organization to a whole nother level opposed to, the Nets. The Nets, you're not going to get. It's like, okay, the Nets is uh, all right. Opposed to the Knicks. The Knicks are making the playoffs. The people in New York but, but, are but, going, 
crazy. But see, <laughs> and the Knicks, they got like they getting ready to lose their damn mind. <laughs> like the. Oh, my God, they get ready to win the championship. Yeah. No, they're going to make the playoffs. Calm down. Lots and they're going to get deal. run out of the first round. Uh-huh. Where the Nets is on their way to a championship, and the only people that are really diving in is a handful of Nets fans. That's all I'm saying. Oh. If I'm those two giants, I'm going to the pinnacle. If I'm chasing – we had a caller yesterday. I think it was a caller or a tweet or something or somebody talked about chasing – LeBron James, the ghost of LeBron for those three guys with the Nets, Harden, KD, mm-hmm. and Kyrie. Although Kyrie won a championship with him and Durant won a couple at Golden State. People feel like Durant piggybacked. I don't feel that way, but people feel like Durant piggybacked on the success of the Golden State Warriors, so his championships are really like less okay, meaningful. less meaningful. If, I, if it's true that they are chasing the ghost of LeBron, LeBron James gets a one-up from me because he didn't run – to the Clippers, he ran to the Lakers in that franchise that was in the dumps over the last seven or eight years prior to him coming, given the history of but, that but, to lift him back up. And you see where we hold him at such high regard but the, over one championship. But the history of the Lakers is nowhere in comparison to the history of we, the We're Knicks. not talking about the championships. I'm no, talking I'm, about no, I'm the, talk, I'm talking the about, aura. I'm, I'm even talking about the aura has been – it's been debased – around the Knicks. Like, the Knicks have been a mess. Before this year, the Knicks have been an absolute mess. And I hear what you're saying. And I hear what people say, you got to come to New York, the snack, crackle, pop, as you would say, key, right? Like, all the market that could be around. These guys make so much money, they don't care about all that. Like, Kai wanted to go to Brooklyn because he's actually from Jersey, and that's the reason KD wanted to rock out with Kyrie, and they wanted to build something of their own. I don't think they care about that. And I'll ask you this, Alan. Okay, let me ask you I'm this curious about you- this. Do the I understand how the Knicks have this feeling here in New York City. Is that known countrywide about the Knicks like that? No, not countrywide. It's not. No, it's not no, at no, all. Let me finish. Not countrywide. Countrywide. Worldwide. <laughs> worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah, 100%. And I, and I actually can show you receipts because I have a following on a lot of different continents that are huge Knicks fans that are beside themselves. Love it. Up at 3 a.m. in Australia watching games. Okay. Because they're that into it. Well, you, so I, it is, I, I, it I is get, a brand, it is a brand that Nets is bigger than – too, all across of, in of Asia and all – I mean, of course you it's do. a global but, game. But not, not quite nearly the numbers. And, and it's, it's the passion for a team that has, has lost as much as they have. Now, to Key's point, the Lakers, we forget, before LeBron got there, didn't make the playoffs for six years. Man, we was dogs for like eight years. Let's yeah, also – but, 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 hey, but it wasn't ineptitude – with front office. Oh, oh, there wasn't? I mean, there wait, was. Wait, wait, there wait, 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 no, 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 stop. Not to the same level it was in New York. No, our front Not office. to the same level it was in New Magic York. Magic Johnson, no, when he retired, office? and Jeannie didn't know he, no, he resigned. Even, like, like, even, how about that whole it's mess? Not even, it's not even Jeannie, Magic, and Rob. It's Jerry Jr. It's uh, uh, his, her brother, her other brother that she got out of there. It's the whole, it was, it was a mess. No, I, I understand. It was all the family fighting so and I'm more. buying you out. It was crazy. That's yeah. fine, but there was so much more stability. You had Kobe, who was the monumental piece that you can build around. You had people that wanted to be around Kobe. Kobe had that. build around Kobe, man. Kobe, Co- Towards Kobe, the end, towards man, the we end. couldn't build around I'm Kobe. Not, but, Kobe was toast by the time that he was no good but, when we started fading. But legendary person in the game of basketball. We couldn't sign. Nobody wanted to play with Kobe. They was mad. They just didn't. I, I can't for believe whatever we're doing reason. This right now. We're, 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 no, really, nobody we're, at the end wanted to play with him. We I couldn't hear what get you're nobody. saying at the end. 
But we're really comparing the ineptitude of the Lakers for that short stint compared to the ineptitude of the Knicks? Short stint. It's, it's almost the same amount of time that the Knicks were out of the playoffs. So were the Lakers. They were Both both teams were horrible. We were dull. And both teams when's had it, bad Can leadership. I say something to you? Really? It's true. When, when's the last time you've ever seen Jeannie Buss throw have, somebody out? Throw somebody out of the damn gym. A legend of your own team. Stop it, Alan. No, stop we, defending. Don't the, take no, me down that road it. because that's a whole other topic when we it comes to – We wouldn't do that, though. We would never Thank do that you, in that. I, under, I understand that. On, we would that, certainly that give them a seat. I know the Knicks are hot right now, and I'm giving the Knicks a lot of love. But stop back, Stop it. Stop it with that. Charles Oakley, one of your all-time legends, literally by security, got escorted right. out of yes. Madison Square Well, he didn't get escorted. He got taken down. Well, he, yeah, well, he, he didn't want to leave. <laughs> How embarrassing for is what, that? For what, though? How many Laker greats have showed up at, at, at a Laker game acting up like that? Shoving and pushing security that he's known I, for 20 I, years. Alan, you want to go down that road? Because Alan. you ask any Nick legend how they're treated when they go back to the building, all of them will tell you, like gold. Ask Latrell Sprewell. My whole point. Ask okay. all those players, wait, man. Wait, like, like, that's a different story. Pop, pop all sickle, we're saying pop is sickle, calm it's, down. The bigger, it's, the, it's the bigger marquee, and LeBron went to that, even though there's shadows that he that's was going to be whole under. Point, but that's my whole point is LeBron didn't. And he made it his own team. LeBron didn't. Not that Kyrie and Katie ran. LeBron embraced the historical part of the expectations of him going to L.A. to play for the Lakers. Yeah, that, that's where, the Lakers. Where, where I'm, not, I'm not comparing the historical part of the Lakers to the Knicks. Sorry, not doing it. I'm not it. talking about championships. I, I know I'm that, just but, talking about but that's the what, city. That's, but that's what I'm, I'm saying, I'm mentioning though. the city but, and the support that the fans lend to the team is all I'm saying. Okay. Katie and Kyrie – Decided to go to the Nets versus they wanted to make their the own. Knicks. That's why you they can wanted make to your, make if their I'm, own. If I'm, if I'm, that's just me. I hate, that's I'm, you. That's fine. I'm coming to what do y'all call it? The boroughs or whatever this is. The tribe. What do you call this? The, the Mecca. You can call the, it Mecca, the Mecca. Whatever. <laughs> if I'm coming to the Mecca, I'm going to the Knicks. That's fine because I feel like if I'm making it my own, I'm gonna take the Knicks from something they hadn't done since the '70s, win a championship. I'm getting ready to do it for the Knicks, which I think as an but, outsider but see, is a bigger but see, basketball organization than the Nets. But guys, maybe I'm wrong. You, but you, Educate me. You, you are thinking more commercialized, right? Like you are like that is not who KD and Kyrie and James Harden are. Like they are way more Brooklyn than they would ever be a New York Knick. Okay. Like they, they, they have that feel like everything. All the Educate hate, me. Well, everything that. KD has gone through, right? Okay. Well, all he piggyback. Okay. Like, fine. I'm going to come here. I'm going to create my own thing in Brooklyn. Like, it just feels like Brooklyn is more part of the culture of who they are than they are Knicks. But let me ask you this, because you certainly know those guys way more than I do. If you are Kevin Durant and you want to get rid of that narrative that's out there about who you are as a player, wouldn't you want to take on as much pressure than anybody, meaning go to a team like the Knicks that is a pressure cooker and take that on, and now all of a sudden I take them to a championship, and if I lost, wow. But if they lose as a Nets, people are going to be like, okay, they lost. But if they lose as a Knicks, you still at the top. Uh, and then the final say, of course, was Stephen A., who says if they don't win, they'll regret the move. And I think that was the key part of Nobody's that, what he said, that they would move. regret the move. And, of course, this is – very happy with this. It, no, well, it's, it's interesting regret to, a move. Like, I, yeah. I, I know Stephen right. A. is a diehard Nick fan, but, but yeah, nobody's right. going to regret the move. All right, let's yeah, get but, to but, a but, diehard Jet fan here. Yeah, let's yeah go. right. We go from, from uh, yeah. Knicks Nets to maybe Jets Giants and all that other stuff too is 
We will get to Mike Greenberg. He's going to join us here in a moment. KJZ ESPN Radio, as the draft will be tomorrow, and the man hosting the draft on ESPN ABC is Mike Greenberg, host, of course, of Greeny and Get Up as well. He joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Greeny, good morning. How you doing? Good morning, and I completely disagree with Stephen A. also, and I, I love that topic, and at some point you need to have me back on to talk further about that because um, I think there's a huge factor in that discussion that, um, at least in the little bit of time that I've heard it discussed, I haven't heard anyone bring up. So maybe that one's another time for another day. No, no, day. Greeny, say you, it, fellas? say it, say it. Tell us, tell me. I want to know. Tell me. All right, so I mean, I, I, I'm from New York, and I've been around that market and that media pretty much my entire life. And, Jay Will, can you imagine what the last few months would have been like with Kyrie Irving taking all of these extended leave of absence and everything else if he was doing that as a Nick? Mm -hmm. It's one thing when you're doing it as a Nick and the whole world says, well, I'm not sure what's going on here. If he was doing that as a Nick, it would have been the back page of the papers literally every single day. It would have been the only thing anyone was talking about on the talk shows Pressure works both ways, Key. And, you know, yes, it's, it's great to take on all the pressure, or it's great to have taken on all the pressure. Um, but I, I think that on the front end of it, there would have been a lot of problems that got kind of swept under the rug here because of the comparative anonymity that comes with playing in Brooklyn. Greedy, that's a great point, and exactly what, what we've – I mean, I've said this many times. That's one of the reasons why you go there is because of the anonymity and the fact that you can get away with some of the things that you're getting away with without having the intensity of the coverage. But, yeah, we'll have to table that and have that discussion at another time because we do have a draft coming up tomorrow, and I want you to hear something and then react to it. And I'm not sure if you've heard it yet. The Jets are going to pick Zach Wilson for BYU. Steve Young, of course, a BYU guy, uh, was on the Michael K show in New York City yesterday, and here's what he said about Zach Wilson. It reminds me of Patrick Mahomes when he started playing in the NFL, and you could see that his presence, his subtleness, his zen—I don't know how you want it, whatever you want to say—on the field was natural. He was born like he was born with it, or it was because his dad was in the pros, or I, I, who knows how that happens. But there's a few guys that have come in the league that have that. Usually, you have to earn that over a few years of scar tissue when you start to settle down. And so, to me, Zach comes in with that, and that's that is that's the gift that I think that it's just in his DNA, and that will go that'll bode well for jumping into the fire. Does that make you excited or more nervous? Well, look, Steve loves him, and and there's a, there's a million different things about him to love. Any player on whom the comparables are Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers yeah. is going to get you excited, and the arm talent is what everyone is falling in love with. But the reality is all of that poise and all of that greatness was not on display in 2018 or 2019. He had one huge year at BYU. And listen, the, the time – Anyone who listens to me knows that I was on board the don't give up on Darnold, trade the pick train. But that has long since gone off the tracks. That, that's a long time ago for all of us who root for the team. The only thing left to do now is hope like hell that they have this one right and the kid does wind up being as magical as some people are forecasting he might be. And that's the key word is to underline is might be because for every insanely talented player like Patrick Mahomes who has come along, there have been three or four who didn't work out. So as is the case with most players, it's going to be determined mostly by the coaching and the talent they put around him and, and things like that. But 
at least the way things are currently constituted, he's going to be the starter from day one. Um, so he's going to have to jump in there and be ready to jump into the fire the way Steve is talking about. And those of us who are fans can't do anything right now except root for the best. Mike Greenberg, host of Get Up, joining us on the morning show, and Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Mike, let me ask you this question. Who was the last Jet wide receiver picked in the first round? Uh, you're not going to tell me it's you, are you? I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, not, that... I'm asking you a serious question because I just asked right. Allen on the sidebar. I said, I think I was. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Right, they haven't a taken wide a guy receiver, in the first round. They've taken defense almost every year. So, so, that goes, yeah. so what I want to ask you is in our mock draft yesterday, you picked Jalen Waddle with the second pick, if he's there, of the Jets' yeah. first round at 23. Why did you feel like that's the guy to go to at that pick? Because if he's available at 23, the value on him is insane. I mean, I think a lot of people have him rated as a top 10 player in this class. If he hadn't gotten hurt in the middle of last season, he might very well have been the one who won the Heisman last year. If you gave me the option right now between Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith, I would take Waddle. Waddle is – everyone is looking for the next Tyreek Hill. Um, Jalen Waddle, I think, has a chance to be that kind of player. He's short, but he's thick. He's insanely fast and explosive, dynamic in the return game as well. I, I think Jalen Waddle is a superstar waiting to happen in the right circumstance in the NFL. And if he's available at 23, which I do not expect, I think he would be a steal. Otherwise, if I were the Jets, I would I would love to see Tevin Jenkins be available for them at that spot. He's a pure right tackle, three-year mm-hmm. starter out of Oklahoma State. And the way he was described to me is he plays like everyone on the other team insulted his family. Like he just plays with a <laughs> nasty edge, which sounds really good to me. And then you would have the bookend tackles. You have Mackay Becton on one side and Tevin Jenkins on the other to protect the young quarterback. And I think that's the most important thing the Jets can do is not let happen to Zach Wilson what happened to Joe Burrow last year and too many other young quarterbacks. I would go offensive line if there's a really good one sitting there if not in their second first-round pick, then somewhere along the way. They need to put together an offensive line in front of Zach Wilson. Just to update, uh, as we did some research, Santana Moss actually in 01 Ooh. was the last time a Jets took a wide receiver in the first I round. I should have remembered that. Yeah, me too. Alan, I know, I should have too. Was, when my son was born in 2002, I tried very hard with my wife, Stacey, to name him Chadwick <laughs> Lavernia Santana Greenberg. And um, unfortunately, I got voted down on that one one-to-one. But that, that rem- it remains a regret of mine. Um, I loved him. I loved Santana Moss. Greeny, speaking of a wide receiver or tight end, whatever you want to call him, are you sold on Kyle Pitts? I mean, I'm sold that everybody who analyzes this stuff for a living is sold on him. Absolutely. Look, I, I'm I'm the host of this thing, and as – in that role, all I've done is ask a million questions, which I think is my role tomorrow night as well. And there's not a single person I've asked that question to who says no. So um, I th- people say that he is – we actually had dinner last night with our friend Booger McFarland, and he was comparing him to Darren Waller, which I think is a great comp. I, if you get me Darren Waller right now, I, I'm signing, sealed, and delivered for that in, in a minute. Travis Kelsey is another one. I think the way the game is played right now, and Key, obviously, you could speak to this more than anyone, but with the way teams are taking advantage in the middle of the field right now, I think, and not only that, because obviously Pitts can do that, but he also, if you look at where he lined up over the course of the season, just to call him a tight end is, is, is Jay, as you put it, not necessarily appropriate because he lined up in line, he lined up outside. He can do almost everything. He's 
he's just like a, a big wide receiver who can just be an offensive threat. So, yes, the answer, Jay, is yes, because there's not a single person whose opinion I value who is not completely sold on him. No, he's a, he's a, a great player. He could potentially be one of the better type of tight ends that we've seen pass-catching tight ends in a long time. I just, for my money, mm-hmm. based on – what you just said, Greeny, Wilder's been a comp for me. Kelsey's been a comp for me. Kettle's been a comp for me. Greg Olson, uh, young Jimmy Graham, all of those. But then I look at where I got those guys at, it wasn't in the top five picks of the draft. So for me, mm-hmm. I always feel like I can develop a guy and find a guy like that ex-basketball player that has some ability to play that position. All right, Greeny, but we were talking about something earlier in the show, and I want to get your take on this as well when we talk about how important a lot of these picks are. And, and for every team, your first-round pick is very important. But which GM do you think needs to nail it more than anyone else? Who's the one GM where you're like, he's got to have a good first day? Well, Ryan Pace. I mean, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy in Chicago are, are basically in a situation where they're going to get fired at halftime of week three if things <laughs> don't go right. And I say that facetiously, but almost not kiddingly. Um, and, and they are – see, the Bears' ownership, in my opinion, has done an absolutely terrible job and a perfect example of why you should never have people in that role in a lame duck situation. Because what he has essentially invited Ryan Pace to do is to do something completely irresponsible, to do something that is in no way in the organization's long-term best interest, and that is to trade everything he has to move up in this draft and try and get a quarterback. He tried to get Russell Wilson. That didn't work out for whatever reason. Um, and so now, if look, it wouldn't make any sense to trade three future number ones, to trade three ones for Justin Fields or Trey Lance. It would not make sense. I think for, for no organization is that a sensible move to make. But if you're uh, Brian Pace, you have every reason to think, well, I'm not going to be making those picks if things don't turn around here quickly. What the heck do I care if they don't have any first-round picks in 2023 uh, when I'm working somewhere else? So there's no question that if we if we judge pressure by who is the likeliest to lose their job if things don't go well, I think all signs point to Chicago for the general manager and the coach. Yeah, just look no further than the Houston Texans in that situation right now with their front office and their draft. Greeny, we appreciate you as always. All right, fellas, uh, it is great to talk to you, and I will see you soon. All Good right. luck, Greeny. All right, NFL Draft on ESPN, ESPN Radio, and ABC Greeny, the anchor of our ESPN coverage starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. So coming up, for the first time in a while, the Buffalo Bills have their franchise quarterback. So what will they put around him? That's coming up next, KJZ on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. And we go right to the Goodyear Hotline. And we are joined by Brandon Bean, the general manager of the Buffalo Bills. And Brandon, welcome. Good morning. Appreciate you guys having me on. 
So a couple of years ago, you were in a situation in a draft where there were at least five quarterbacks. This is a draft where it's the same type of thing, and two are expected to go very high, and there's teams that are going to be also picking a quarterback with two already off the board. You did that, and yet seemingly came away with one of the top quarterbacks of that draft class. Where was Josh Allen for you in that list? Was he your number one? Was he the next best available? Where was he when you guys were picking? Yeah, I mean, uh, Josh was the guy we, we targeted. We, we went through the process. Uh, there were, you know, other options as well that, that we thought could work. But um, in Buffalo, his arm, we loved his athleticism. And just being around him in multiple spots, which was first time we truly met him was at the Senior Bowl. Uh, we sat down with him, and then we flew to Laramie on a different visit. Uh, we brought our owners on that one and kind of had a, a visit the night before and then worked him out the next day. And just um, then we brought him in here. So we kind of were around him three different you know settings, and he just checked the boxes every time and, and really felt like a, a Buffalo type of person fit and, and kind of fit what we wanted to do offensively as well. Brandon, you've seen a bunch of teams over the years, in particular this year, move up from spots lower in the draft to move up, in particular the San Francisco 49ers, at three from 12. And you've been in similar situations before. Take us through the process of how you make a decision on the value of the trade, the pick that you're giving up versus the value of the pick that you land. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it's key. I think it's two different things. I think it's – there's always the quarterback market. If you're climbing up into that, depending on each year, how many, you know, quote unquote franchise type players that, that could be drafted, uh, which, you know, this year it's looking like there's five sure first rounders. Um, who knows, maybe somebody later in the first round or, or the second. But I think if you have the guy and you you are confident, you've done all your work and obviously until you get them in your system and truly blend them in, you'll never truly know. But once you are convicted on that guy, don't get caught up too much into what you gave up. I mean, within reason. You're always going to pay more. Um, the analytics world is always going to say you overpaid. Um, but at the end of the day, there's not 32 franchise quarterbacks. So if you feel you're in the draft and there is a guy that you are convicted on, then don't worry about it because if you have that guy, he can cover up a lot of the deficiencies that you may have in other areas of your roster. Mm. Let me ask you this, though, Brandon. When you make a decision on a guy like Josh Allen, seeing him now in over three years, fifth-year option time is coming up here soon, where are you at with the fifth-year option on him opposed to a long-term extension? Yeah, I mean, we definitely plan to pick it up uh, here once the draft's over. Um, but we, we do also plan to um, to talk to him and his representatives sometime, you know, after the draft leading up into training camp. So no rush. Um, we haven't even put the first offer together, even in our building, to discuss it with ownership, what, it, what the structure would look like. Obviously, that's a huge number. And um, when you get that done, you know, whether it's this year, next year, whenever – it does help you for your for your future planning because that's the biggest thing you've got to build your uh, your salary cap around and, and how you're going to structure all the other deals. So um, you know we look forward to the day to getting them done, but um, until we sit down with you know with he and his representatives, I'm not sure 
if we'll be able to necessarily get it done this year or not, but but we'll definitely make a shot, you know, take a shot at it here uh, late spring, early summer. Brandon, Key and I have talked about this so many times on our show about you're only as good as the players you have around you, and obviously you guys are able to do that for Stephon, um, with Josh Allen, with Stephon Diggs, and obviously bringing in Emmanuel Sanders this year. What's the biggest priority on offense you have tomorrow night? Um, it's really just take good players, Jay. Um, you, you never go wrong taking good players. And um, we want to continue to to build depth. And depth could be um, another wide receiver. Uh, it could be, you know, a guy to protect Josh. We've The number one thing we tried to do um, after his rookie year was protect him before we went and got him weapons. So, um, you're all, you know, at the end of the day, if we can't keep him upright, it doesn't matter who we have at receiver. So we're always looking to do that, but uh, we'll just see, you know, how the, you know, how the board falls, and uh, it could be on the other side of the ball too tomorrow uh, on defense as well. So we think there's some good players, and um, we're picking at 30, so it's going to be, we're going to be patient, but. Uh, you know, we do think somebody good will be there for us. That's some straight general manager talk I love from it. Brandon, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's straight GM talk. Send you this way, bring you back this yeah, way, man, make you dance who, a little bit. Who you picking, <laughs> Najee Harris? Just tell me. Jeez. Come on, man. You're making, me, you're making me and Buffalo Bill fans scratch and claw to try to figure it out. Let me ask you this, Brandon. How surprised were you that you wind up keeping Brian Dable as your offensive coordinator, given the fact that he had an opportunity at times to go be a head coach. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, Brian is, is a guy that we, we feel has a bright future. And, and we thought, honestly, key, uh, I thought him and Leslie Frazier, I thought we were going to lose both our coordinators. Um, right. You know, Leslie for a while seemed like the front runner in Houston and mm-hmm. Brian uh, had three interviews and, and the chargers thing seemed like it may happen, but uh, sometimes in this league, if you you win enough games in the postseason, um, you know other teams that are looking for that franchise or that head coach, they just get a little impatient. And I definitely think that happened to Brian this time. But both these guys uh, should be head coaches here soon, and we don't want to lose them. Uh, but we'll be excited for him, you know, when that opportunity happens. I'm talking with Brendan being the Bills general manager, 2020 NFL Executive of the Year. So you work with Dave Gettleman in Carolina. So I, I want to ask you something based on something he said, how he never trades down. He doesn't like to. He feels like he doesn't want to get fleeced. And, and it's a funny way that he described it. I almost felt like he was messing with the media, Brandon. But do you, you think, though, where they are in considering this draft, like do you think he'll ever trade down? Do you think he'll finally do it? Yeah, I think Dave. I think Dave would do it. Um, I think Dave is, um, you know, working with him. He he's very convicted. If if there's a guy on the board um, that he, that he thinks is good good enough, or if if somebody's wanting him to go back five spots and and he's only got you know two guys on the board, he's just you know he's going to be smart and say you know what the odds are I may not get this player. And you know I think Dave's very much like don't outsmart yourself. Just take good players, and and so he he may have been a little hesitant to do it. And and again, um, I don't know the offers he's had, but I think he would do it. I know in Carolina there were times where we we did talk about it. You know, it, it never happened, but uh, and I know he's in a bigger market in New York now where people uh, criticize everything, but. Uh, no. Brandon, you listed Dominique Wilkins and Dale Murphy as some of your favorite athletes growing up. Oh, and so someone tweeted mm-hmm. that Trey Young, who plays for the Atlanta Hawks, is the first 
true sports icon in the city of Atlanta. Now, I know you're going to take something with this. Yeah, I'm going to take a lot with that. Uh, I'd say uh, Dominique uh, for sure, uh, Chipper Jones, um, obviously Dale Murphy. So Trey Young's a good player, though. I enjoy watching him, but uh, I think he follows those guys. Yeah, I mean, Hank Aaron's probably on that list yeah, too, I, right? <laughs> Considering what he was uh, able to Deion, do there. Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders is a great one. Mike Vick. Sports. I mean, it's a bunch of people. Yeah. We, we thought, yeah. you know, we thought, Brandon, this was a bit of a generational type of tweet <laughs> by somebody who covers the NBA, and we decided to have fun with it. We know you'd have, we, we knew you'd have an opinion on it, certainly as well. Well, man, text me who you're picking later <laughs> on, man. <laughs> oh, I will. I'll definitely give you a heads up. Well, why don't you tell me who we're picking? You guys probably know better than me. I would move up from me personally. I would move up from 30 as Najee Harris falls, and I would grab him if it's me. But I'm not the general manager. You're the executive of the year. You want to assess that? <laughs> I might appreciate, know something. Appreciate, <laughs> uh, appreciate that, Keith. You, you're well respected. You know that. <laughs> and there's the answer we were looking for. Brandon, thanks so much. Enjoy the draft. Good luck, Brandon. Appreciate it, guys. Good yeah, talking to you. Yeah, I might know a little something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh he gave, he was like, yeah. oh, damn. He's like, yeah, is you, he you in my room? What is going on? on? <laughs> so how do teams evaluate players who, who opted out? We talked about what Jerry Jones said earlier. So we'll find out from a player after Jay has this from Straight Talk. Yeah, it's time for some Straight Talk. Sure, saving money feels good, but cutting your wireless bill in half? That feels really good. Like walk-off home run in the ninth inning kind of good. Okay, let's calm down. Maybe not that good, but pretty darn good. With Straight Talk, you can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys, plus no contract, all in America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot when you could pay half? Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. So you're ready for the draft. Let's get started. The 2021 NFL Draft. Live from Cleveland, Ohio. Coverage of round one begins Thursday, April 29th on ESPN Radio, ESPN, and on ABC. ESPN Radio. What is this, the Oregon fight song? Uh, Oregon, yeah. yeah maybe maybe we – Thomas Graham, who's an NFL draft prospect and an Oregon cornerback, joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Thomas, you recognize that song? Yes, sir. <laughs> because Keyshawn wasn't sure what we were playing He's there. Like, what is so that? He, it's only one fight song oh. out west, yeah. and that's it. And Thomas knows what that is. Certainly. Yeah. You know who back to back Pac-12 champ? Ooh, talk to him, T. Talk to him, T. Get him. Okay, get him. So let me ask you this, Thomas. What? What? As I move quickly, what has? What? What's the draft process been like for you in this pandemic? Uh, it's, it's been long and it's been hard, uh, but it just kind of just brought my love for the game uh, more up because I just love to grind. I love to be able to you can prove everybody wrong. So I feel through this whole process, 
I did that. I didn't opt out. I went to the senior bowl uh, and, and did what I had to do. Then and went out on pro day and put up the numbers that I, I was satisfied with. You didn't play the regular season with the Ducks this past year. You went back to school after not opting out. Then the pandemic hit, and then they started playing around with the schedule, and you made the determination and the decision with your family to not play college football in 2020, but yet and still played in the Senior Bowl. Has that what, what was the conversations like with teams during the interview process about the decisions that you made? Um, they just kind of asked me uh, my main reasons on opting out and what was my decisions behind that. Uh, so I explained it to them, and then they just me said, because uh, I met with most of uh, half of them at the Senior Bowl. I met with them, I uh, think I was at the second day of practice, and then the other one was after the last day of um, full padded practice. So they was just telling me, just like, uh, it still it seems like, you feel me, when you were out there working out, you, you was making sure that you were ready and prepared for this moment. So it just showed uh, another level of determination. Thomas Graham joins us here on the Goodyear Hotline, an NFL draft prospect, former Oregon cornerback, and as Key mentioned, did opt out this season. And I want you to react to something that Jerry Jones said about college players uh, who did opt out. He said that they're compromised because, at least from the Cowboys' perspective, because it's he feels like it's harder to make an evaluation. Uh, they estimated you missed 700 play snaps or, or something like that. Like they, they were coming up with the reasons why. Just you, how do you, how do you answer that about yourself and your preparation for this draft? Do you feel like opting out has compromised you as a prospect? Um, me personally, I feel like it hasn't. Uh, it, it helped me grow in, in aspects of the game that I kind of didn't see before. I got to watch a lot of a lot of my junior film, just the mistakes I made. Uh, it was able to, to to work on those in every single point of that game, um, strictly and train for being the best possible player I could possibly be when I go to the next level. So for me personally, opting out, it, it wasn't a bad thing. I think it was probably the best decision for me um, in my career forward. Because I think from, from here on out, um, one, it helped me have a, get a, a head start on my class when it comes to press coverage, the NFL way, not not the collegiate way. And you can hold, you can get away with a lot more stuff than you can in college than you can in the league. So uh, on my end, I feel like it helped a lot definitely when it comes to being able to to go out there and focus on the little things to perfect my game to be the best person I can possibly be for whatever team drafts me. Thomas, do you feel like that also gives you less miles on the tires? You know what I mean? Considering mm. that you, you didn't go through the wear and tear of a season. Do you feel healthy now going into the draft? Oh, I feel extremely healthy. I had some minor um, nicks and bruises after my junior season. Um, but also, even though I didn't didn't play this year, I think I'm still going into the draft with the most career starts at corner. Um, uh, most, cons- uh, I know going into the season, I was leading in active passes defended. And I think I still ended up either first or second, um, and I didn't even play this year. So just imagine if all the played, I think I would have separ- separated myself even farther from the crowd. All right, Toms, give me give me the dream scenario. Hmm. Where where do you want to go? I know you'll be happy with uh, every team drafts you, but where do you want to go? <laughs> Me personally, uh, I, I like to stay out west. Uh, I have a lot of family out here, but uh, I say probably like the dream scenario since my dad is living in Texas, either going to Dallas or since my mom is in Southern California playing for the Raiders, uh, would be two two big big cases, and both teams has reached out to me. So if that was to happen, I think both of my parents would be extremely happy on a whole another level. Just because he want to stay out west, he's now going to be a Buffalo Bill. 
That, that's just that, that, don't put that out there. Don't jinx him. That, that's just what happens. I want to say west, and then you wind up going as far as way as possible. He didn't mention cold weather either, did he? No, no. southern Warm California places, Texas. No, not at all. Not one bit. So what? What are you going to be doing on draft day? Um, on draft day, me and my uh, family are going uh, to Airbnb in Newport and. and I'm probably going to have about like 10, 10, 10, 12 people, family, close friends, uh, coaches, uh, and just sit there and just just wait for that moment until my name get called and, and celebrate as, you feel me, as best as we can and get right back to work. Clearly he's been following the CDC rules, 10 to 12 people mm-hmm. only on a draft day. 10 to 12. He gave you a 10 to 12 number but said coaches and friends. You got more oh, damn coaches yeah. and friends than ten to twelve, boy. <laughs> some, some of them can't get the invite. You know, That's it. Though. They'll have to wait outside. <laughs> Key tells us all about his drip on, on draft day. What about you? You already have something set up. Uh, I got I got a little something. I'm not gonna be stepping too crazy, but you feel me? I'm gonna try to you feel me look look a little fly. You know, Key don't Key don't got that swag that I got. So you know, I'm gonna try to be dripping more than he was. You're saying key swag dropped off? Even I was swag dropped off Not on the stage, but I was swag the fuss swag. What you talking about? Thomas. I, I think he's talking about now. No, no, I think he's talking about now. now. Just, We're I'm showing it right now on ESPN News. <laughs> you at work there, too. Damn, that's well, Thomas, we, we wish you the best. We thank you for joining us. And when you end up in Buffalo, Key will say, I told you so. Take care. All right, Thomas. All right. Oh, man. All right. Well, speaking of the draft, the KJZ mock draft rolls on. The Jaguars are now on the clock again. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. We still have 10 seconds. I yeah, just, no. It's like, yeah, just have some awkward silence. I feel like I, like I fell right break. at the one-yard line right good. before the yeah. end zone. Yeah. Mm, you so. had it. The Daniel Jones. It's like exciting. Running. Yeah, it's going to not score. Stay- 